Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. Today, Dr. Forrest hosts Declaration Sunday and Brazil Update. Say it with me. We're a church growing and thriving, overflowing with love, strengthening the family, transforming the community, impacting the world, where every member is a minister and a church alive is worth the drive. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, how many remembered that today was I Declare Sunday? She's got a card. He's got a card. All right. Just give us one thing you're believing God for that you want to declare over your life or someone else's life or over this church or whatever for the year 2019. Amen. All right. You want to start us off? Come on. Hi, my name is Lisa and I declare that I will be who God says I am, and I will never doubt it again. Amen. If you're in agreement, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Who's next? Well, while we're waiting, I have a declaration that I want to make. I declare over this facility and over this church that we will grow and thrive and prosper and impact this community like never before in Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all agree with me? Say amen. All right. Glory to God. All right, who's next? Beverly, you next? Did you have one? Well, come on up. Okay, my name is Beverly, and this is my declaration that I will walk in total obedience to the voice of God, for I know by doing that, everything he's got for me will come to fruition. Amen. We agree with that. Hallelujah. All right, who's next? Nicholas. Awesome. Hello, my name is Nicholas. Uh, My wife and I, uh, our declaration is to walk in health and healing. Uh, Really, in terms of sequence, first to hear and obey the voice of the Spirit of God, and then to walk in health and healing. Amen. All right. My daughter, Stephanie. Um, My declaration is, I declare that Thomas and I have more opportunities to share our testimony and allow God to use us to change lives and marriages. Amen. Amen. There's so much behind that. We don't have time to go into it. Trust me, it is a glory to God testimony. All right, who's next? Samson, the mighty one, Kim. Good morning. My name is Kimberly Samson, and I declare that I will draw closer to God this year, that I will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and have clear vision, sharp and clear vision, and clear hearing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Who's next? Joel. I mean, you know, with a name like Joel, you got to prophesy. I declare that Pakistan will no longer be a Muslim or a Sikh state, but will instead be a Christian state. Amen. I'm in agreement with that. Hallelujah. All right. Anybody else? Come on, Christina. Okay, my husband and I are guests here today from Louisiana. We are up and emerging missionaries to China. 
So I decree and declare that God's goodness will fall on our family and follow us all the way into China. And I declare that he will make our path straight and that we will not follow any voice but the voice of the Father, that we will not follow the voice of the enemy, but our family will be blessed this year, and all the good things God has for us will fall into place this year in 2019 in Jesus' name. And for this church, I declare that it is a beacon of light to the city of Wilmington, that it will prosper, it will draw all people to the light, where their darkness is, this light will be great, and it will be full, so full that they're going to have to build and add on to this facility in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We received that. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to give everybody an opportunity? Listen, your words have power. And if you're believing God for something, you need to release that faith into the atmosphere, and the way that you do it is with words. My man, Lee. You doing all right, bud? I'm good. My name's Lee, and I declare that Satan will not touch this temple ever again in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You got a Bible promise to stand on. There shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. This is my dwelling. This is my earth suit. I live in here, and you're not welcome here. Amen. Mary Baldwin. I'm Mary. I declare freedom from the fear and the stuff from my past. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? Oh, yeah. Shakira. Okay, wait. Then let uh, Frankie come first. Frankie, how many years you've been cancer free? 15 years ago, the doctors, listen to this. The doctor told her if she didn't have chemo and she didn't have radiation, she was going to die. Well, that was 15 years ago. She stood on the Word of God. And uh, I'm proud to have her in my church. My name is Frankie Morgan. <clears throat> having a little trouble with my voice this morning. But I declare that this is the year of breakthrough for Faith Life Fellowship's finances that the money will come in for everything that we need according to Philippians 4.19, that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And the finances of everyone who attend here who need a blessing from God in your finances. And that in addition to myself, all the rest of you will walk in divine health. Amen. Shakira. This is my Miller family declaration. <laughs> Uh, I declare that my family will serve the Lord with gladness. I declare that my uh, we will be a blessing to those in need emotionally, financially, and spiritually. I decree that it will be a year of rest and overflow. And I, dec I declare that all of our needs will be met according to God's riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord spoke to me in a vision at the other facility and uh, he said through this messenger that he sent to me, the messenger came to me and he said, you guys have been pursuing the presence in this place and it's been saturating the walls of your facility and it's been leaking out into the community and touching people's lives. Now, that was happening in Monkey Junction. I assure you that it's happening here as well. 
And what he said to me was, if you continue to pursue the presence like this, Carolina will come to this place for the presence. So listen, I got a declaration I'm going to make. Lord, be it unto me according to the word that you gave me. Hallelujah. They will come to this place from the Carolinas and they will come for the presence. I declare it in Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord. I declare. And now we are pleased to welcome Alex and Jeannie Andrade. I put it in quotes because I say they are our missionaries to Brazil. But, you know, that's because they belong to us. Okay. (laughs) There are other churches that support them. Okay. But uh, in our minds, in our hearts, uh, they are our missionaries to Brazil. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it over to them. And they got some confession-related materials, and and she had no idea that we were doing this. And she's got a booklet, and she's got 20 copies. And if you want a copy of the book, um, you know, just, I'm not sure how we're going to do this, but maybe raise your hand or whatnot, and Alex can hand them out. And there's some declarations in there about believing God for the impossible. There's about 10 or 12 of them. And she's going to hand these booklets out. So get somewhere near a booklet where you can read this, and so when she says it, you can say it with her, okay? We're all going to say it together. Amen? Hallelujah. All right, Jeannie. Good morning. What I would like to do, um, I would prefer that Alex do this. Well, let me tell you about the book first. We appreciate this church's faithful giving every month for about two years now. Y'all have given faithfully, and this last January 2018, I spent a time of prayer and fasting. And during this time, every day, God was just giving me some nuggets, some places to to encourage me and to put my faith. And I wrote it all down and I sent it to my team in Brazil because they were praying and fasting along with me. And they loved it so much that my secretary said, she said, Pastor, why don't you make these confessions available to people and the the prayer they're little devotionals and so what we did for all of our partner churches is we printed up these devotionals and when he pastor scott told him yesterday or day before about the confessions of the you know this year that y'all were doing that so he said we need to give them your material so yesterday i am not a secretary i am not a publisher i am you know what i'm saying um but i went with staples and office depot and quickly got this stuff printed and the problem is that we had printed the covers in brazil and the body the content was supposed to be printed in brazil but i didn't have time so we had it printed up here and the paper in Brazil is a little bit larger than the paper in the U.S. Hence, the cover is a little larger. And also, uh, the font is not, this is not a finished product. Let me just say that. We're going to get it redone a little more professionally when I get back to Shreveport and have some help. But um, Alex really felt y'all needed this word. So if any of you decide, I want one with a larger font, a little more professionally cut, then if you just send me an email, we'll mail you a copy as soon as they're ready. But um, we just felt when we were sitting here and you're talking about the building fund, that we want to contribute a seed. We all, all of our partnering churches, we try to hook up with some project once a year. And so we just felt to sow a seed. So now you only need $950 to do, the, is it the walls that was 1100 
Oh, the permit, 1100 So you only need 950 now. We're sowing a seed because we need some personal things, and we're also helping um, renovate a church in Brazil that's in deplorable condition. And we're sowing seed for them, helping. So we're sowing this seed to you because we need more seed to be able to sow into some other projects. So we want to join our faith with you. But look in your in your book, um, and I, I had a change. Go to the last, and there's no page numbers again because I'm not the, I don't have my secretary with me, and I did this myself pretty much. Alex helped proof it, and Mark, he helped uh, proof it, and again, we're going to get it a little bit more professionally done here shortly. But go to the last page where it says conclusion. And on the bottom of the previous page, bottom left, let's just read this out loud together. Every, every, it's only 11 devotions and every devotion has a word that the Lord gave me specifically last year, plus a confession to go along with it. So let's just do this together. Can you, can we do that? Did y'all find it? Okay, let's go. This time of fasting and devotion is giving birth to a new beginning. A new year, a new beginning is mine. I discipline my body, harness my soul, and listen to my spirit. I speak to my body to come in line, be at peace, be healed. I speak to my mind to be sound, focused, and calm. My circumstances change to reflect God's goodness. God's sweet voice of correction and instruction is easily distinguished. Confusion and lack of concentration are a thing of the past. I I hear and obey and reach my desired destination. Turnaround is mine. This is my year of overflow and abundance. Hallelujah. So we just wanted to share that with you. And um, we pray it's going to be a blessing for all of you. Alex, do you want to share? Well, hallelujah. It's good to be here this morning with believers of like faith. Amen. I want to share a couple things with you. I felt like the Lord wanted me to to talk about you know i think we as believers are faced particularly now in the last days with a lot of challenges and uh it's very important that we realize what we have and who we are and say well i know who i am i know what i have well just look at your own life are you happy with the fruit that you have in your life right now where you are most of us aren't right so what we need to do i guess is get more proactive concerning the word of god in our lives and uh the holy spirit led me this morning to john chapter 16 And if you want to, you can turn there. Of course, Jesus is talking. And in verse 25, he says, I'm going to go ahead and read it. In that day, you will ask in my name, and I will will do not say to you that I shall pray to the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. But the thing I wanted you to see about the scriptures here is that you're going to ask the Father in his name. And what's important about that is whatever you ask the Father in his name, Jesus said the Father will do. And I think a lot of times we as word of faith people and and believers who stand on the word, a lot of times we'll just look at things or look at circumstances and say, well, I'm standing in faith, I'm believing But there's more to it than that. And what I mean by that, standing in faith is an hour-by-hour, day-by-day walk because you are constantly bombarded with data all the time. Commercials, internet, smartphones, 
And all of these things are designed, believe it or not, to interrupt your thought patterns. And see, the thing is, you've got to focus your thought patterns on what's most important and key in your life. And that is the blessings that Jesus died for you to have. When you understand that the Spirit of God and the power of God is to flow through you wherever you go, and you make the difference. Not the circumstances, not the sphere of influence that you've entered into. You're the barometer. You're the thing that changes or the tool or the person, or the power that will change what you encounter. Amen? So remember that when you talk to the Father and when you ask the Father, Jesus himself said, whatever you ask for the Father, he will give it to you in my name. Now watch this. If you look in, um, let me see what we got here. If you look at what he actually said about overcoming the world, the Greek actually says to conquer, to carry off victory, to cause you to become victorious of Christ over all of his foes. Well, that means the devil and all the demonic forces in the earth and in the heavens because there are three heavens in case you're uh, unaware of that. And the thing is, is that we are constantly to walk in what God has given us and to face the reality of don't look at what you see. Don't look at what you feel. Don't look at what you smell. Look to God's word as your eyeglasses, if you will, as your barometer, as your choice as to what you want the outcome to become. If you don't like what's happening in your life or the lives of loved ones that you care about, then change your life. Change their life by speaking the word of God. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 10, and 11, that the word of God does not return unto you void, but it accomplishes that which he pleases. Well, if you're a child of God and you're praying in the spirit and you're speaking the word of God, you're accomplishing what God wants to please in your life and someone else's life. Amen? So no matter what obstacle you're facing, healing, finances, an irate boss, God expects us as believers to change that situation not become accustomed to it, not become seared to it and think, oh, well, that's just how things are. You know, their will is involved. Jesus never considered their will unless it was directed towards the Father to receive something from the Father. And he had to get it in faith. So I, I encourage you this morning, I'm going to read another verse of Scripture, and it is this. Don't be intimidated. It's Philippians 1.28. And it's the New Living Translation. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. You could also say by your challenges, by your circumstances. And then it says, this will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, that you are going to be saved, even by God himself. Amen? Amen. So I have a declaration for you this morning, for this church. I say by the Spirit of God, in 2019, each and every one of you will flow in the anointing and the power of God like you never have before. I say that you will speak the word of God and that you will change lives, not only your own life, but the lives of others that come into your sphere of influence in the natural and in the spiritual realm. There is no time or distance in the spirit. Amen? So everything you do prospers because God desires you to be a productive, fruitful individual you establish the kingdom wherever you go 
I say this year you will operate in things you have never operated before and glorify God in all that you do. Your words will be His words. Your touch will be His touch. Your walk will be His walk. Your speech will be His speech. And you will change lives everywhere you go. Amen? Amen. I say that this place will explode with growth by the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. I say that healings will come forth out of this place. And the surrounding areas will be touched. That includes the hospitals and the doctor's offices by the power and the anointing of God flowing out of you and out of this place. You are a representative of the Holy Spirit of God. You represent the Word of God and you change lives no matter how you think. It's what God thinks and desires. This life, this walk is not about you. It's about the power and the anointing within you to change lives, to change nations, Brazil, China, wherever it is, to change America. Think about that. You make a difference. You are God's children. You are God's voice. And he requires us to stand up and take a stand in the earth. If we want to see the things we desire to see, the moves of God, the healings, the finances to change, this is what we must do. We must stand and take what is rightfully ours by speaking it, by standing in faith. Amen? Amen. Are you guys enjoying this? So I'm getting ready to, to hand it off to my second half, my better half, actually. But I just wanted to encourage you, don't lose faith. The enemy wants to hit you with a barrage of things, sickness, challenges, finances, bills, worry, stress, you name it. You can easily get it anywhere, those types of things. But what's most important is always reflect about who you are, who's inside of you. The greater one is inside of you. The anointing is inside of you. God's living power resides in you. You are vessels of God's living power. You make a difference in the earth. I know that seems to some of you, well, I know I make a difference, but I mean, as I said, look at your lives. Are you happy where you are in your life? I'm not. Gene and I have talked about it. We're not happy with where we are in our lives. God wants more. We want more. And I don't necessarily mean things. I'm talking about the spiritual things of God. We have seen in Brazil many, many healings of people, all types of healings, which I'm going to have her share. People have been touched. People in her class have received the word of God and the word of faith and gone in someone else's stead and then be healed. Cancer? I mean, she went and stood in her friend's father's stead and he had cancer. And she just was obedient to the Holy Spirit. She just prayed for him. And spoke the word over here one night. She just felt led to follow the Holy Spirit. And this is what's key in the last days, following the Holy Spirit. And so she spoke the word over him. You know, she prayed for him. And the next day they got a phone call and the man was totally healed. Documented evidence he had cancer. The next day he went back to the doctor, no cancer. The word works. Hallelujah, give God glory. The word works. So whatever you're dealing with, Whatever you're facing, it's nothing. It's already defeated. Does that make sense? It's just something to try to snag you or hold you into a position where you're not effective. That's not what God wants. You're always effective. Always. It doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter what you have or what you don't have. Well, with the exception of having Christ inside of you. 
And that's what will make a difference. Amen? Amen. I hope you guys enjoyed this. They're going to show the video now. This is just a thank you video to all of our partner churches. And I went to the doctor and he did some exams over it and he said everything shows that it is malignant, it is cancer. And she said, oh, for the love of God, I cannot have this. So they already scheduled this week a biopsy. And I'm like, Lord, it's such, so invasive. I don't want a biopsy. But when we were praying in the class, I took hold of healing for me and from, for my mother. So after the class, I went and to look for the lump, and I cannot find it anymore. went to the clinic today and the doctor made new exams right then and then he said John you can go home you don't have anything and the doctor said I don't know what happened but you can go home in peace because there's no cancer you don't have anything praise God And, you know, people who didn't know me, they thought that I was just acting strange because I didn't want to get up and walk. I didn't want to go walking with people or walk long distances, but they didn't know I had this disease. My greatest request was, Lord, I want to live a normal life. I just want to go walking. I just want to live a normal life. And since August of 2011, my life has been abnormal. But now, for the glory of God, I'm normal. This is Jeannie and Alex Andrade, and we are stationed down in Brazil. And I've been there for 14 years now. And Brazil is the largest country in South America. And actually, Brazil covers almost 40% of the continent of South America. Most people don't realize that. Glory to God. The Christian percent of the population from 1820 to 2000, that's 180 years, they only reached to 15% of the population being Christian. But in the last 10 to 15 years, since the year 2000, we now have 25% of the population is Christian. So what does that mean? That means that about half of the Christian population has happened in the last 10 to 15 years. That's since we've been in Brazil. And what is exciting about that is because you are partnering with us and you have helped totally change the climate of the nation of Brazil with the increase of the Christian population. And another really cool fact, out of that 25% of Christian population, 22% are Pentecostal, neo-Pentecostal, word of faith, charismatic, assemblies. What does that mean? There's a move of the Holy Ghost that's been happening in Brazil in the last 10 to 15 years in an unprecedented rate, exponential growth. The word of God has been running swiftly across the nation of Brazil, and you've been a part of that. And of course, we want to thank you for that. Also, something the Lord spoke to me when I first went to Brazil, 
because before I was going all over the world, different countries, ministering missions in different countries. And when the Lord sent me to be established in Brazil, I said, but Lord, I'm, our ministry is called Inherit the Nations. I go to many nations. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Brazil's time has come. You touch a Brazilian and you will touch the nations of the world. You'll touch the world. The Lord said there are many places now that American missionaries are not accepted or free to go. But the Brazilians are having an open door through soccer, through various avenues now. Brazilians have favor in different places. And God said, I'm sending the Brazilians to carry the gospel. And he said, if you touch a Brazilian with the gospel, you can touch the world through them in places maybe that you can never go. And what's exciting, I just recently read that next to the United States, Brazil is number two in sending missionaries out. That's exciting. I've read that in a couple of different reports. So things are happening in Brazil, and you've had a part in this. But we're glad to be with you today and share some th factoids with you about what's going on in Brazil with us. We're actually doing cross-denominational ministry, which is very exciting going through those boundaries. We're seeing uh, churches that are predominantly Baptist have the baptism of the Holy Spirit in there and have Holy Ghost services. That's very exciting. People being healed and, and set free and receiving the baptism. So God's doing many, many miraculous things in Brazil. I wanted to share a verse of scripture with you today, Zechariah 2.5. And basically what it says is, For I, saith the Lord, will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and will be the glory in the midst of her. And Jeannie and I say everywhere we go that the glory is with us, and everywhere the glory goes, we go. And I want you as a Christian today to realize that when you go into the places locally where you live, or if you're able to go in other countries, realize that the glory of God is inside of you. Realize that the power of God goes where you go. And where you go, you are the difference, not the circumstances, not the people, you make the difference because you carry God's glory with you. So we're very excited about what God's doing in the earth, especially in Brazil. So I just want to say thank you for your support. Thank you for praying for us. Please continue to do so. We're just grateful for everything that you guys do, enabling us to minister the gospel in the country of Brazil. You know, sorry for being emotional, but every time I see that, I think I'm 61 years old and I've invested my life in the world. And sometimes it's like I have nothing, but in reality, I have everything Amen. because this is what it's all about. Whatever you're called to do, whatever's the passion of your heart, you have to give, give yourself to it no matter what.
because this is what it's all about. And I just, you know, I just look at this and sometimes, you know, we work and we work and we, you know, there's so much we don't have and we put up with so much. But when you see that, that makes everything worth it. So I just want to thank you because you've helped touch every one of those people. Most of our people that we're in contact with are young people. They're the next generation. And so, you know, I just wanted to thank you. Did you want to say something else? Yeah, there's. Yeah, we're going to pray for you guys here in just a second. You know, I, we could stand here and tell you all the things we've seen, and there's so much more to see. So it's very exciting to see that God wants to do that in your own lives. You know, it's not the nation where you are, it's where you are. So that's why I encourage you, as I said, you know, you make the difference. So many, so many things. One of the, one lady in my class, I'll never forget, she was really, she had a spirit of timidity. I mean, she was like very timid and she said, I want you to pray for me. And I was like, well, okay, I'll be glad to pray for you. What's going on? She said, well, my son's demon possessed and he stabbed me in the back two days ago. And I explained to her about, you know, what she had in Christ and how we would pray for her and bind up the enemy and that she did not have to tolerate that in her house. And so she came back to class two nights later and the wound where he had stabbed her in the back with a knife was totally healed up and gone and no pain. And her son was acting more nice. <laughs> so that's why I say you make the difference. Amen. Amen. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, what's going on this morning, and, and we're just looking forward to praying for you, really are. We're going to pray for the sick. Pastor Scott asked us to, and um, we are happy to do that because if you're focused on your physical man or your soulish man, it's hard to focus on the world. So we want to do that. But I do want to share one testimony that was more of a new recent testimony. This video was actually started last year. We've been there 15 in September. We were there 15 years. This is our 16th year we're going into. So um, but there was a student and in I teach Christ the healer and we teach in total, I think, five different seminaries instead of called Bible schools. They're called seminaries and in two cities. And the students, I had 500 students, and to call them up to lay hands on them for sick, you know, that's just not real practical. Plus, we teach them how to receive from the word and from the presence, not just look to a man. Because being a basic Catholic nation, they always want an intermediary person. Well, we we focus them that Jesus is the intermediary and that the word is the intermediary and that the presence of God in manifestation is the intermediary. That it's good, you know, laying hands on the sick is scriptural, but there are different levels of growth or progressions in the spirit of how to receive what you need from from the father you can receive healing with no one else around you you can receive healing just you and god so this one student um i didn't know her i mean 500 students but she came up one day and every day we let the students give testimonies and i'm telling you the last few couple of weeks of classes we had like 10 and 12 testimonies per class of healings one day i didn't even get to teach my lesson there were so many testimonies of healings of what god is doing we just rejoiced and thanked god for what was happening because the lord had had already put it in my heart that god you know 
y'all are mostly young, pretty young around here. But um, in the 1950s and 60s here in America, we had one of one of the moves of God in the last 120 years now was the healing revival in the 1950s and 60s. How many of y'all have at least familiar with it? And it was a wave of healing that came across this nation, but it was carried through principally, I'll say 10 to 15 men of God. A lot of it was done through tent ministries and stadiums. I think Catherine Kuhlman kind of came in on the tail end of that wave of revival. But one thing the Lord has shown me from the very beginning of my being in Brazil, that he's doing a wave of healing revival in that nation. And I've been in on it from the very beginning, the first little raindrop and a wave of healing. But instead of Oral Roberts, instead of um, A.A. Allen or Jack Coe or Catherine Kuhlman, God's not looking for A.A. Allen in Brazil. He's not looking for Jack Coe or Oral Roberts in Brazil. He's looking for you because it's the body of Christ that he wants to use, not just five or ten, a handful of gifted, anointed men of God or women of God to preach, to carry healing. He's looking for you to carry healing. And I teach that, that we're in a healing revival and you're the catalyst. So they're, you know, they're receiving that. But this one student came up, a lady, and she said, I have two sons. They're three years old and five years old or six years old. And she said, from the womb, the doctors told me there was some kind of defective something in the womb. I didn't get every little technical thing she said, but she said that when they were born, both boys had kidney malfunction, something wrong with their kidneys, both of them. And it was a congenital thing. She said, but I started taking hold of the healing word for my sons. And she said, I took my sons to the doctor this week. She said, I I stood there and I claimed healing for my sons for their kidneys. And she said, I took them back to the doctor and all the tests showed they have no more disease. So she said, I just took hold of, I took possession of that healing power for my son. So the doctors documented that healing. And then the lady you saw that was healed of multiple sclerosis, her and her husband are prominent attorneys in Belo Horizonte, a city of um, three, five million people. They're prominent attorneys. And she, for six years, she suffered with multiple sclerosis. I tell you, even, I mean, I'm sorry, I put Portuguese in there until even her urinary system was, her muscles were affected. She didn't have any muscle control in her urinary system because of the disease. And she, the second week of classes, this was in the fall, the second week of classes, she asked me a question. She said, is it possible to be healed of something? I don't remember what she said, but I, I said, yes. And I said, do this and this. I said, stop saying I have this. Stop. I mean, I, I just felt led of the spirit. Just say, quit showing ownership of this disease stop saying i have multiple sclerosis and because i was teaching on the glory flowing through the word of god and the glory and manifestation brings healing makes healing available and i said you declare i have the glory she got it and within two weeks she was completely healed of multiple sclerosis in the symptoms and i told her i said now when you go back to the doctor i want to see some reports so when we went back in september i think we went to her a bible study she has and she gave the testimony that she went back to the doctor they did the brain scans at tomography i'm not sure what all it is but they did the brain scans and they can 
I may have it reversed, but she said someone who has multiple sclerosis, it's like it's a different color. There's a certain color in a certain area of the brain. She said, this time I went back and when I was doing the scan, the doctor said, you're going to have to wait because something's not right. I need to go get your other reports. And so he went and got her old scan right there and compared it to the new brain scan. Whatever it was that showed up as multiple sclerosis in her brain before was not there. It was totally gone. And this is not that our gifts of healing, we're we're not, we don't say we've got gifts of healing. Come, let us pray. That's not it. We got the word of God, the presence of God, the power of God right here. You receive it right there. And they're getting it. They're getting it. They're praying for others and seeing healings of cancer. They're praying for others. So there, there is a move of God in healing in Brazil. And you have helped. When you help us, you are helping carry a move of God in Brazil. So we want to thank you. But um, if you need healing in your body, what I'd like you to do is just, st- well, everyone stand up because we need a posture of attention. If you would, do, do we have a keyboard? Or she's otherwise occupied. That's all right. We don't have to. We don't have to have music. God doesn't work just by music. I just thought if we had a keyboard, you know, you like the little atmosphere. But listen, we're in the atmosphere. And right, everyone just close your eyes and just relax. Don't worry about the music. It's okay. But just... Right now, we're in the atmosphere. We don't have to create an atmosphere. It was created when we walked in here, when you walked in here, when that, when your focus turned to the worship of God, the presence of God, when you got in unity as a body, that atmosphere was already flowing. The Bible says the anointing is poured over unity. So the minute you all came in here and got of one mind about the service, that anointing was freely flowing. And so, Father, right now, we just thank you that there is a miracle working, a supernatural presence. Your word has been given. In fact, let me, I didn't give the word. While you're there, just... In the presence of God, let me read something that I felt to read before we pray. In Exodus, I'm not going to read the scripture, but God revealed himself. He says, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. And that word healing, many of you know, it comes from the word Rapha. Many of you have heard Jehovah Rapha. That word means physician or doctor. God said, I am your physician. I am your doctor. You may not even have health insurance. You may think, I need to go to a doctor. Well, I've got a good news for you. The doctor makes house calls, and he makes church calls, and he's here right now. You don't have to have any kind of care. It's not Obamacare anymore, I don't guess. I don't know what the plans are called now because we don't live here. But you don't have to have an organized health care plan to see the doctor. The doctor came to you. And let me tell you something. Doctor's visits are expensive. But you know what? 
Jesus already paid your doctor visit. He already paid your consult fee. He already paid for the medicine. The price has already been paid. It's free for you. It wasn't free. Healing was not free for it to be released in the earth. But Jesus already paid the price for it to be released. And this word healing, Rapha, I just felt to read something very interesting. Rapha is a verb, which means quite literally to heal of hurts. To heal of hurts. Where are you hurting this morning? Where are you hurting? Just think about it. It could be in your body. It could be in your soul. Your emotions, your mind. Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, Dr. Jesus, the great physician is here right now. Go ahead and start, just start receiving to heal of hurts. Sometimes God is the healer as he is in certain places in the Bible. At other times, humans are used by God. Our physicians are used by God. In the figurative sense, God heals the hurts of a nation. See, God is healing nations. He's in the process of healing Brazil right now. We got a president supernaturally who is open to God. They've already started making differences where the Brazilian church is concerned. They started working with one of the Rama churches, giving money to do social projects. That's a, what president does that. God is healing the nation of Brazil. He's the healer of nations. It means restored favor. This is all included in the word Rafa. Restored favor and forgiveness. Other figurative uses of this word in the context is in the context of individual distress. So not only is God in the business of healing nations, but he is healing individual distress. Wherever, you know, the word stress, Frankie and I were talking about stress this morning, and that is on lots of our minds many, many frequently. But God is healing distress. God is healing hurts. So if you have a place in your body where I personally don't feel led to call anyone up here specifically for us to lay hands on, because the hand of God is here. The hand of God is a big hand. And it's encompassing every one of us. And so it's not to look at Jeannie or Alex, it's to look at God. Wherever you're hurting, take your hand. And if you can, if it's, you know, okay to do it publicly, put your hand on the place where you're hurting right now. Because you are the body of Christ. Your hand is the hand of God. And if you're not part of the body of Christ right now, if you've never been born again, right now... I would like you to repeat a prayer. And I'm going to ask everyone to repeat this. Everyone here, please say this out loud. Heavenly Father, I come to you. I stand before you, the creator of heaven and earth. And I believe in your son, Jesus, that he died for me. He gave up his blood for me. He gave up his life for me. His body was beaten and broken for me. So I'm asking for forgiveness. 
I receive the blood in the body. I receive healing in my soul. I receive healing in my body. I confess that Jesus is my Lord. I am a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. In Jesus' name. After, If you prayed that for the very first time to make Jesus the Lord of your life afterwards, please tell the pastor of this church or one of the leadership so they can minister to you and encourage you. But, Father, right now, I thank you that wherever they've put their hands, if you can't put your hand on the part of the body that hurts, just put it on your heart or on your head just for that. And right now, that anointing is flowing. That anointing is flowing. That anointing is flowing in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that God's hand is the hiding place of his power, that laser beams of light flow out from the glory of God, the power of God, the anointing of God hidden in his hand. And right now, wherever your hand is put, there's a laser light show being directed, being directed, and it's going to show the glory of God, the healing of God, the power of God. Every pain go wherever you're hurting, hurting in your soul, hurting in your body, hurting in the heart. I see the physical heart. Someone's been having physical heart pain in the name of Jesus. We, we command any blockage to be opened up. We command anything that's not flowing in the right direction for it to flow correctly. For perfect flowing in the, in the uh, blood, um, the cardiac, the blood system. We command perfect flowing that veins open up and flow normally in the name of Jesus. Right now, any any problems that stem from neurological conditions, from brain, from any kind of activity in the brain that has not been accurate, activity that's been um, messed up or malfunctioning in the brain system, the neurological system right now, impulses of light, points of light. I see like a thread with um, a point of light on the end of it, a light thread just flowing into the vein. It's, it's flowing in the neural pathway, and it's opening up any areas of the brain where there's been darkness, whether by injury, whether by stress, or whether by any other condition, parts of the brain that have died, that are no longer use in use, no longer functioning right, we declare light, that glory is penetrating in the pathways of the brain. Any disease that comes as a result of brain injury, brain damage, brain malfunction, right now it has to obey the name of Jesus. It has to obey the name of Jesus. It has to open up in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do you have anything? In Jesus' name. Right now, distress in the body, in the neck, the spinal column, stress in the spinal column. We command there to be an alleviation or relieving in the name of Jesus. Yes, decompression in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Is there anyone you're already feeling some changes in your body? You've already sensed a change. Anyone in here sensed changes already 
just raise your hand if there's anyone you're already sensing a healing in your soul or in your body. Would anyone like to share what God's doing right now? If you would, just come up here as a point of testimony. You know, I I don't agree with what so many people say. They say, why does God do miracles and why does God do um, things in other countries? But in America, he doesn't. I say he does in America. I don't, you know, that's to say America doesn't have the miraculous. It's because of the attitude of the American church. That's what people say. Well, let's don't have that attitude. Let's have the right attitude. Because the same miracle working God in Brazil, he's here. He's the same and he's no respecter of persons. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that there is manifestation. There is manifestation. And we receive it right now, every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Scott, thank you again for all that you've done as a church and as individuals to help us on our journey as we're in the world. You're in the world with us. Thank you. Listen, I I feel like we need to speak a blessing over these two. Stay right where you're at. Hallelujah. I'm just going to do this by the Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless Jeannie and Alex. I bless their ministry. I bless their lives. I bless their bodies. I bless their strength and endurance. As your days, so shall your strength be. That's a promise to the tribe of Asher, but because we are children of Abraham through Christ, we receive all the promises of the children of Abraham. That means your days will not outrun your strength. You know, it's in, I'll give you the scripture later for it, but I really felt like I needed to say that over you guys. Father, I thank you that we speak over them. Their, their um, partners will double in the name of Jesus. And that, that double in number and double in monthly contributions in the name of Jesus. That's not too big for you, Lord. That's not impossible. We call those things that be not as though they were. I thank you, Father God, they have increased direction and sharpened focus as they go about what you've called them to do in Brazil and other nations. I thank you, Father God, for all the books that are about to be released through Jeannie and Alex and all of those that are still in them and they don't even know it yet. I ask those books to come forth in Jesus' name. I bless them. With the blessing of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in the name of our Lord Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, hallelujah. I'm working on a blessing to release the congregation. I don't have it done yet. But the Lord really spoke to me and said, instead of praying over the people and dismissing them, speak a blessing over them. And I noticed after he said that to me that there's a couple of the TV preachers that are doing that. I thought... Oh, same Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. But for today, I'll pray for you. Father God, I thank you that the angels of God have been given charge over all these people to keep them safe from harm. I pray they'll have a wonderful Sunday. And Father God, as they go, I pray that the saints shall prevail today in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, sorry about you Carolina fans, but we're going to root for the Saints. We hope you enjoyed Declaration Sunday in Brazil Update. If you would like to hear more about Faith Life Fellowship and access more teachings, you can visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington. <laughs>